Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Wolf 359. signals, and they don't seem to be stopping. Well, we had some doo number yesterday, and now some classical music that sounds very angry at me. And all 13 intercepted songs have been super informative. Origin? Unknown. Intended destination? Unknown. Frequency? Erratic. Sound quality? Well, we can safely conclude that Operation Freaky Deaky Space Music is ongoing. Operation Fine Cooler Names for the operation is still in its opening stages as well. In any case, this is the log of Communications Officer Douglas Eiffel speaking from the USS Festa Station. It's day 455 of our orbit, looking forward to another calm one around Red Dwarf Wolf 359. Yep, super calm, totally uneventful day, smooth sailing. Eiffel. You insubordinate hyena. This is outrageous, even by your ridiculously low standards. How do you even expect to get away <laughs> It's not as if Minkowski yelling at me for things I had nothing to do with and don't know anything about anyway is particularly remarkable, so still, you know, simple, boring, consequence-free day for... Officer Eiffel, this is most unprofessional. Vile conduct like this undermines vital equilibrium of station personnel. Must insist that you return the oral... Whew, boy, everyone seems to be saying all kinds of weird things tonight. The sheer normalcy of everything today must be getting to them. But anyway, dear listeners, since I don't have anything to report, from the USS Hephaestus Station, this has been the log of communications... Officer Eiffel? 
Ugh. Do you have a moment? What is it, Hira? Is everything all right? Commander Mankowski and Dr. Hilbert seem very upset with you. I have little to no idea what you're talking about. I just thought it might have something to do with why you locked yourself in the communications room. Oh. That. Yes. Right before you used lead piping to jam the door handle. Well, why, uh... Yeah. You know, I guess I did do that. Isn't that funny, Hira? <laughs> Actually, it seems more like premeditated caution. Now, hey, wait. Nothing is premeditated here. The very suggestion that I would meditate anything. I mean, it's laughable. <laughs> huh? Ah, screw it. All right, fine. As part of my ongoing punishment for maintaining my humanity in the face of bogus military protocol, Minkowski made me help her do an inventory of the supply stores today. Turns out we had a grand total of one tube of toothpaste remaining. One delicious, minty fresh tube of breath-saving relief for the remaining 275 days of the mission. Well, you know, inevitably conflicts get bureaucratic around here, so I figured that it was necessary and or prudent to secure my fair share for the sake of equity and uh, morale. Basically, I took the entire tube. Eiffel, open the door this very instant. Evening, Commander. Nothing to see here. Thanks for stopping in. See you later. Bye. This is beyond harebrained. You know that, right? You know that you have to- I guess we might as well talk about this. Hostage is such an ugly word, Commander. I haven't said hostage. Yeah, I'm just trying to get ahead of the curve. Now, hold on. I've got to make an announcement. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your communications officer speaking. By now, you've noticed that I have recently cornered the market in a certain vital hygiene product. Now, before anyone decides to get clever or heroic, you should know that I'm not above doing something stupid here, all right? You try to break in here, you so much as scratch the door into this room, I sense the teeniest disturbance in the force, and I will dump all our remaining toothpaste into this can of oil I picked up from the hangar bag. So if you want to avoid that kind of turbulence, please keep your hands and feet to yourselves for the next portion of the flight. Capiche? Come on, Commander Minkowski, I want to hear verbal confirmation. One run for yes, two for no. I ought to throw you in the brig for insubordination. We don't have a brig. I'll work something out. Hmm. What about you, Dr. Hilbert? Do you read me? I felt this plan is no good. Can't spend the rest of mission locked in comms room. Your field power is considerable, but the starvation will be even more considerable. Try me. I got some old magazines, a window, and radio as entertainment seems to be making a comeback around here. Plus, I stocked up on food this afternoon, enough to last until the next orbital cycle. Hira, can you confirm for these losers that the protein packs dispenser's tank has gotten mysteriously lighter? Scans do indicate a percentage drop in the tank's capacity that is commensurate with the amount Officer Eiffel could stuff into a crew member duffel bag. Listen to me, Doug. You're blowing this way out of proportion. Just come out and give us the toothpaste. I'm sure Dr. Hilbert will be able to synthesize a perfectly suitable substitute. Oh no, I'm not falling for that one again. You said that when we ran out of coffee, and now I get to start every morning with a nice mouthful of blended seaweed. You said that when we ran out of soap, and now I'm lucky if I don't get first degree chemical burns when I shower. I am done with Hilbert's homemade substitutes for everyday commodities. 
I don't care how far away we are from Earth, I still have rights. I still have the right to toothpaste. All right, this conversation is over. Hira, could you please initiate Eiffel Protocol M? Hello? Commander? Hira, what did Minkowski mean by Protocol M? How many Eiffel Protocols are there? Um, hang on a minute, everyone. Well, folks, I gotta admit, Minkowski and Hilbert have proven themselves more creative than I'd anticipated. Cutting power is one thing, but they shut off the heat. I'm not sure how cold it is, but my water supplies froze half an hour ago, so I'm gonna go with cold. I think they even rigged up some kind of fan system through the air ducts for added wind chill. But the joke's on them, because I've just about managed to patch my comms console into the life support system's power lines. Just a few more connections and... Ow! Okay. So that one wasn't it. Let's try... Oh, I mean, hey! All right, I got ears again. Oh, let's see what our local fascist dictator and mad scientist are up to, eh? Hmm. Okay, they're in the lab. Probably plotting. Let's see here. Mildly weaponized derivative of halothane vapor. Crude but effective as night-night agent. And you're sure it'll knock him out? Oh, 100% certainty. We just put on gas masks and then have Hera pump gas throughout central ventilation system. I forget moment where he think he smell molasses, then good night for 16 to 20 hours. Very fast, very effective, like Sandman, but more trichloroethylene. I'm just gonna go ahead and assume that that's a good thing. But it won't harm him. No, no, no. Very benign. No pain. Minimal brain damage. But could there be pain? Could we use a gas that causes him a little pain first and then knocks him out? Well, hmm. Yes, yes, possibly. Good chance to test theory about vaporized bromine, actually. Could make solution that causes very painful irritation to the epidermis of... You know, I think I might just be happier not knowing where the rest of that conversation goes. Christ, what a pair of ingrates. You'd think, after everything I do around here, they'd let me have this one teeny tiny thing for myself, but no. God forbid that Doug should have some vestige of creature comfort for himself for extra days before he settles in for hundreds of days of stale, unsmoked cigarette breath. No. Can't have that. Gotta brush our own teeth. What avarice! <sighs> but the joke's on them. I've got a gas mask I'm mostly sure works, and I'm gonna try to use the comms panel to thaw out some food. Yeah, food is good. More on the Great Toothpaste Siege of Day 455 as it develops.
Welcome back, everyone, to hour 17 of our little adventure here, which, thanks to our most recent development, is hour 31 of no sleep for Doug Eiffel. So yes, dear listeners, between the cold and the frozen food and the sleep deprivation and the chunks of ice I keep pulling out of my hair and the unsettling fact that a few hours ago I smelled molasses, but then I didn't get knocked out and I don't know what that was about and the occasional moment when I'm pretty darn sure I see Peter Sellers playing a Game Boy in that chair over there, which is objectively wrong, I think I'm starting to lose it. Don't think this means you're winning, though. Just because I'm cracking up doesn't mean I'm cracking. I may be a few fries short of a Happy Meal by the end of this, but I'll be the only madman on this station with triple-action whitening, breath-freshening cavity protection. You don't scare me, alarm noise from hell, so do your worst. God, that worked? Officer Eiffel? Hera, how are you talking to me right now? I still have all comms on mute. My interface is directly routed into the station's loudspeakers, independently of any of your systems. You couldn't shut me up if you wanted to. Well, that's a comforting thought, I guess. What do you want? Commander Minkowski has asked me to intercede in this conflict as an impartial arbiter. I'm here to discuss the terms of your surrender. Surrender? No, screw that. I'm winning here. Your situation is untenable. You haven't slept in over a day, most of the food you have is inedible, and you've spent the past 16 hours at minus 40 degrees. Fahrenheit or Celsius? Minus 40 is the point where it doesn't make a difference. You're headed for cardiopulmonary arrest, acute hypothermia, or a mental break with reality, any or all of which would be detrimental to our mission objectives. This is about your well-being. This is about honor, Hera. Honor and basic human rights. You might not know much about them because you spend all your time indoors, but I'm not going to cave until I've vindicated my beliefs and clean my mouth out at least once while humming Mercedes-Benz by the immortal Janis Joplin. My databanks indicate Janis Joplin died in... It's not relevant. Will you at least listen to Commander Minkowski's terms? They're very generous. She only has you in the break for ten days. We don't have a break. She'll work something out. Look, no, forget it. I'm not surrendering. Go tell her Imperial Majesty Minkowski she can shove her Patriot Act fear tactics where the Red Dwarf don't shine. We will fight on frozen beaches. Officer Eiffel, would you kindly look out the window, please? What? Why? Just do it, please. (sighs) All right. What do you see? Not much. Uh, A lot of darkness. Some stars here and there. Um, Wolf 359, of course. Mm-hmm. And what do you see when you look at it? Well, it's more orange than red, really. And uh, it's pretty big. Not as big as the sun, but still sizable. And there's some flares. And what do those look like? Jesus, Hera. I don't know. They're just kind of bright spots. Like tiny flashbulbs going off. Does that mean there's something up with the star? No, the star is nominal. What it means is that was probably enough time for Dr. Hilbert to dissolve the hinges holding the comms room door in place. What? Never fails, Bryson Carter 614. When in doubt, dip it out. It being hydrochloric acid. 
Don't take another step or the toothpaste gets it. It's frozen in its tube, Eiffel. This little revolution is over. It'll be easier on all of us if you come quietly now. Do your worst, Commander! You'll never take me- Make sure you log the valuable lesson you've learned, Eiffel. Oh. Oh. Ow. Either I'm still unconscious or I've been stuffed into the broom cupboard. We've started calling it the Brig. How very resourceful of you, Commander. I think so, yes. Any idea how long before we can look back on this whole incident fondly and laugh about it? Hopefully from places that aren't the inside of a broom closet? Oh, it might be a little while. At the very least, until Hilbert and I finish using up our last tube of toothpaste. Thames the brakes. I'm guessing there's not too much to be gained by saying how sorry I am, Commander? Eh? Commander? Hello? Well, I guess we're on to the solitary part of this confinement. I'm not sure how long I'll be away, dear listeners, so I'll leave you here. This is USS Hephaestus Station's comms officer, Doug Eiffel, recording from the broom club, er, the brig. Good night. This has been Wolf 359, written and directed by Gabrielle Urbina. The roles of Eiffel and Hilbert were played by Zach Valenti. The role of Minkowski was played by Emma Scherzarko, and the role of Hira was played by Michaela Swee. Original music by Alan Rohde, and audio recording by Jared Paul. Tonight's space transmission was A Night on the Bear Mountain by Modeste Mazorgsky. Want more examples of what not to do when you stage your revolution against the man? Visit wolf359.fm or follow us on Twitter at wolf359radio for more information on our show. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Edgar said to the interviewer he was convinced that the thing out there was in a vault. Yeah, I know what he thought. Dr. Edgar's didn't think it was designed to keep things out. I know what he, he thought. thought. it was designed to keep something in. Do you even understand the difficulty trying to keep a base like Fathom at the bottom of the ocean from killing everyone in it on a daily basis? Oh my god. Everyone hold on to something. I think whatever is on the other side of that door out there, it's not friendly. I think it's trying to get out. That, my friend, is a dire combination. That's a bad sign. Get out of the door! It's spreading like some kind of technological contagion. We can either stop it here or watch the world burn. Fathom, the first season of Derelict. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Or learn more at derelictpodcast.com.